Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I'm happy to have a listener question and answer that was sent in by email. So thank you, Richard, for sending your email. And his question is about derealization from anxiety. And I'm happy to be able to answer this. And remember, if you have a question that you would like me to read on the air and answer, you can send that to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com and let me know that it's okay to use your first name when I read it on the air. Thank you so much. I, I love getting these questions and I love being able to put some of them on the show. Before I get to answering uh, Richard's question, I wanted to jump in and remind you about the doors for the new ACP group coaching memberships will be closing on October 20th at midnight Hawaii time. Now, after that, you can join the wait list to get early notification of when the doors are going to open again. So what this means is if you have been wanting to get into the group coaching membership, now is a good time to jump in because we'll be closing the doors on October 20th to new members. Now, once you're in there and you are a mini member, you can become a full member, or if you're a full member and you want to go down to being a mini member, that kind of change is all great and fine. We can always do that. But again, we will be closing the doors to new ACP group coaching memberships on October 20th. After that, you can join the waitlist to get early notification of when the doors open again. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com slash group dash coaching because I would love to see you in the group. I know that you will enjoy it. And now let's talk about our derealization question that we have here from Richard. Richard says, hi there. I love the podcast. Gave me the gift of knowing what I'm up against is anxiety and not something more scary. And so many great tips and perspective changes. I am on the meditation journey now. My question is about derealization. I've experienced this often as part of my newly developed anxiety. 
I will notice something in my perception and automatically be like, is that normal? And then this fuels the feeling of, ah, everything feels unreal. And thoughts about time, reality, etc. I never struggled with this before. What's more, I am experiencing physical symptoms of lightheadedness and this general spaced out feeling, which fuels the unreality foo-foo that makes it hard for me to connect to sensation, body, in meditation or otherwise. All this to say, what do you say to a short podcast on derealization as a chronic symptom? not just during panic attacks. I'm sure there are plenty of people like myself who would love your insight on it. Thanks for reading and aloha, Richard. Richard, thank you so much for your well thought out email. You brought up a lot of points that I want to refer to a couple of different times here because you are absolutely right, first off, that this is not just something that happens during the panic attack. Now, a panic attack is a heightened anxiety attack. You know, there's, I talked in another podcast about the rungs of the ladder that we climb up uh, to get from just general life and then general life with stress. And then we can move into anxiety and then anxiety to high anxiety, high anxiety to panic. And We don't need to be climbing the rungs forever. We learn how to keep ourselves more grounded. And um, you're right. You don't just feel this sense of of, uh, derealization with just panic attacks. You can feel it when you are in a heightened state of anxiety or even a heightened state of stress. So the important thing to remember is that this is what it is, that that we we're not losing touch with reality. We just have, our brain is trying to cool down. It's really hot and it's trying to cool down. So it's trying to bring you back uh, away from thinking, overthinking and getting overly excited. And so we kind of disconnect a little bit, but it's not disconnection like you are disconnecting from reality. It isn't that at all. It is a physical feeling of that, of that you are not connected, but it's fine. You can just ride the wave of it is the best place to start. I know everyone is thinking, and I get these questions on group calls even, yeah, but, and then there's the whole thing. I know it's difficult. I have been there and everybody that I work with is, is working their way out of this too. And that's how I know it's so possible and that you have to just keep going. The, these things that we do, the changes we make and that we're going to talk about are very small steps, but these are the steps that will keep us grounded and keep us aware of what is happening without going into reaction, without going into what ifs and causing ourselves more pain, more suffering from putting ourselves into thoughts of danger, harm, and thinking that we're not right. So 
Let's look at some of the things that not only Richard can do, but any of you can do when you are experiencing this derealization. Um, it sounds like, yes, first I, I want to mention Richard, that I'm really excited for you that you're on the meditation journey now. And it is a journey. It's something that we practice for a lifetime. And I'm glad that you have taken it up so that you can become more familiar with the peace and calm that's already inside you instead of always being on the go and externally living. So he says that he has experienced this a part, as a part of his newly developed anxiety. And, um, he, he'll automatically feel, he'll feel something and automatically have the thought, is that normal? And yes, you are so right, Richard, that this fuels the feeling of, uh, because you're worried then, is this normal? That's like asking what if, and then everything feels more unreal. And then you start thinking about things such as time and reality, and it is taking you off on a trip. And it's a trip you don't want to be going on, I'm sure. So let's talk about the things you can do, such as correcting your breathing habits. Now, you're not here with me, Richard, so I can't ask you personally what your breathing is, but everybody check in right now. Where is your breath landing? Is it only landing in the upper third of your lungs? Or are you taking a half a breath maybe? But we want to correct this shallow breathing. And you know, there's a lot of podcasts on that. So remember, you're going to listen and hear other things. So I don't want to spend too much time here on the breathing, but longer exhalation, and then let the inhale take care of itself. It will go deeper if your belly is relaxed and you are exhaling properly, meaning long, slow exhale. So try that and listen to other podcasts about the breathing. I want to get onto the multitude of things I have here for Richard and anyone who is experiencing derealization. One of the great little go-tos with that is to read out loud. Now, why this is so good is because you're occupying your brain and focusing and concentrating on what you are reading. And when we read out loud, it's like singing. We actually take better breaths. So read out loud. Other ways of occupying your mind and your and, and make, giving your brain something to do is to listen to audiobooks or podcasts or music because then you're going to be paying attention to what you are hearing. Another tip for you is to clean up the bedtime. Have better sleep hygiene. Again, Richard, I can't ask you these questions, so you will forgive me if you are already doing these things. You want to be going to bed early. That means before 10 p.m. And you want to get up early and immediately get moving. This keeps the body in a nice rhythm. And the more our body is in a good rhythm, the less we are feeling stress and the less we are responding to stress with a reaction, an old habitual way. So this is a good routine. And it's one of the basic routines along with meditation that you do hear me talking about over and over again. Another point here is to use the blue light blockers. 
either on your screens and apps or actually wear the glasses themselves. This really helps reduce the stress from the blue lights. Believe it or not, it's a stressor. Just like many things that we don't think about as being stressful are. Eating foods that we are allergic to or have sensitivities to is a stressor. So stay away from those things that you know cause your body stress. Remind yourself that this feeling is weird, right? Like it it does, it feels odd, but that it's okay. And this is where we have to pull up our prefrontal cortex and use our executive functioning and tell the amygdala, this does feel weird, but it's okay. And it's okay that it's there. You are safe and you don't have to worry about it. And the more safe that you can feel, the more calm you will be able to be able to get into, the more that you will allow your um, parasympathetic nervous system to be in gear instead of your sympathetic nervous system, which is your stress response system. So you want to be telling yourself the story that I know what this is. I know it's not comfortable, but it's not dangerous. And so we're just going to ride with it. It's going to be okay. Because believe me, these weird feelings, these symptoms and sensations, including all the ones that come with derealization, subside when we become more calm. When we bring our nervous system back into even keel, where it, it only goes into a sympathetic nervous system when it's necessary. And then we immediately come back on keel and we are in our peace and calm again. So remind yourself that it's okay and keep the focus on being social. Being able to talk to someone, that's a good time to call someone or talk to your neighbor at work or talk to your neighbor at home. Maybe do something with a family member, or work on a work project or a hobby. Again, giving your mind a place to go, letting the amygdala begin to say, well, she's doing normal things. Uh, He's doing normal things that, that he always does. So everything must be all right. You're not running. You're not trying to fix it. Everything must be okay. So focus on being social, meaning talking to other people or texting with other people, making contact or working on hobbies or work projects. We talk about grounding here because what's happening with derealization is we are ungrounded. We are not firm in our connection to our center and to the earth. So you want to do grounding practices such as even going outside with bare feet and or getting your hands in the dirt. This is where gardening is a beautiful way of becoming grounded. It does matter that we connect to the earth. It matters that we walk in bare feet on the wet sand at the beach It feels better because it actually grounds us. We have an electrical relationship with the earth and it's blocked by the shoes we wear. So grounding physically is very important. 
Even walking around on concrete with bare feet is better than not. Once your house is raised up off the ground, you lose connection, but out in your garage, perhaps, or on your front sidewalk, if you don't have any grass, also can be helpful. But the earth, especially when it is a little damp, is a great way to ground ourselves. And along with that, you could go for a walk. Being physical is very important. Use your energy in a constructive manner. Give yourself focus. Focus on walking to a particular place or for a particular time. It occupies different parts of our brain. And bring that weird feeling with you. It's not going to stop simply because you decided to take a walk or take your shoes off and stand in the garden. But when you give yourself doing things that you normally would do, it just gives the brain the idea that amygdala, that little lizard part of our brain that says everything must be okay. It can begin to stand down when you are not feeding the fire of anxiety with what ifs or what was the term there was a term that Richard used in his email asking, is that normal? Right. Once we start, ooh, we ask those questions like, uh oh, asking, is that normal? What if, uh oh, oh my goodness. Those are all things that keep us in that cycle of fear, adrenaline and more fear. And those thoughts feed it. So give yourself something to do. Be engaged. Engage with useful thoughts and disengage from the others. This is something we can practice on a regular basis. Is that thought useful, right? Richard, was that, is this normal? Is that a useful thought? Probably not. It is probably good to disengage from that after it's moved through. Just disengage. You don't need to follow it. You don't need to go Google it. You don't need to ask people about it. Disengage from that thought. Is this normal? Huh? You can say, well, I, I'm curious about it. I can wait and see and let it go. Disengage. Pick up on the useful thoughts. The thoughts such as, I know when somebody in our group call yesterday said, I was feeling weird. I was having an anxious time, and I went and read my daughter's homework. Now, they were thinking that was a distraction, but I want to say that doesn't necessarily have to be a distraction. That's just doing normal life. That's the things you should be doing when these weird feelings come up. Just go do normal life and let the feeling come along and the amygdala will begin to stand down once it realizes you are not worried, you are not concerned, you are not asking, is this normal? Depersonalization, derealization, depersonability, there are a lot of terms for this out there. And it often comes about from using psychoactive substances. So I just want to throw the caution out there that um, often people tell me that their first entryway into this feeling of derealization came from using psychoactive substances. Now, I'm not saying that's Richard's case, and I'm not saying that's your case, dear listener, but I am saying that 
it is probably best to steer clear of these kind of substances when you have the propensity to anxiety or high stress. So just pay attention to that and know that even if you got thrown into it from using a substance, you can work your way back out of it. Yes, you can. It's not a life sentence. We can work our way out of this by calming the nervous system back down to its natural place. And we all can do that. I hope that if you have a question that you would like me to read, you will send it to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. Get yourself grounded and you can navigate even the stormiest roads in peace. And that's from Steve Goodyear. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.